welcome in to another edition of Home Run Throwback. I am Jimmy Morris, joined by John Glennon. John, how are you tonight? I'm well, Jimmy, and you? Doing good, as good as I can be after watching the debacle that we saw today in Cincinnati. Obviously, we're going to break that down for you. Before we do that, remind you that this is a Broadway Sports Media podcast. BroadwaySportsMedia.com is the website. A ton of cool stuff going on there. Check it out. We'll have breakdowns of this game and then get you ready for the Bears game coming up next week. Again, that's BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Sign up for a free trial, see everything that's going on there, and I think you'll you'll be pleased and you'll you'll want to continue to, to subscribe. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at JMorrisMCM. John is at Glennon Sports. Um, all right, so Titans go to Cincinnati, lose 31-20 to in a game that, I, I mean, you know, the, the thing you can say about this team is you don't turn these games off anymore. Because you feel like, at least with this this offense, that there's a chance they're going to be able to get back into these games, and you kind of felt like maybe that was about to happen today, but just with the with the struggles of the defense, they just you can't get the stop that you need to you know turn a couple possessions into touchdowns and make it close. So we we saw a similar thing last week against the Steelers, where you get behind, they were able at least to you know to have a chance to tie the game last week, never got that close today. But let's start with the defense. I mean, you know, we talked through the first five weeks or, you know, at least a large part of the first five weeks um, about the defense and, you know, they're going to have to get better. But you felt like, okay, once they get a little bit healthier, once Vic Beasley and Javon Clowney get into game shape, you're going to have a chance to, you know, for the defense to turn around. And, you know, now we're in. Those guys should be in game shape at this point, And it's just not happening. So, I mean, talk, talk about what you saw today from the defense, and is there what hope do we have at this point that they can improve? That's that's kind of the key question here, is, is because the issues that are coming up for this Titans defense, you know, specifically third down, uh, getting off the field on third downs, and and you know, making some occasional stops in the red zone, are the same issues that we've been dealing with uh, that the Titans have been dealing with. For the you know at least the past month, if not for the entire year, um, and today of, of maybe all days looked like a day for the Titans defense to get healthy. Um, there was no Joe Mixon for the Bengals. The the Bengals were playing with uh, you know four members, four starting members of their offensive line that were out. Uh, um, you know this this appeared that it would be finally the the day that. The Clowney, Beasley, Landry might be able to rack up a few sacks uh, that the Titans might occasionally get off the field. And we saw the same problems again. The Bengals converted 10 out of 15 on, on third down. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, the red zone, similar situation, four out of five trips to the red zone were, were TDs. Uh, you know, and, and I, I kind of asked Mike Vrabel, um, you know, after the game, I said, you know, can you really expect to win you know, with those kind of numbers on a regular basis. And, and he said, you know, certainly, you know, well, the last two weeks, certainly uh, the, the answer there is no. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I think, you know, whether it's, whether it's as simple as changing personnel, which I have my doubts about, um, or whether it's getting personnel back like Adoree and Christian Fulton, uh, or making a trade here, you know, before the deadline, Something, something certainly has to change because whatever else they're trying hasn't worked for a, a, you know at least a month now. Yeah, and you, it starts to become kind of a, a chicken or the egg discussion 
with the pass rush and the coverage because I think all season long we've kind of said, well, as soon as the pass rush gets there, um, you know, things will be different. But you're starting to see now that a lot of times it's not even it's not even a pass rush issue. I mean, the ball is getting out so quickly because guys are uncovered that you, you know even if the, even if the pass rush was great, um, they they wouldn't be able to get there. And like you said, I, I mean, yeah, everybody wants to say, well, let's let's cut Jonathan Joseph or let's you know sit Vic Beasley down or you know whatever it is. But at this point, they don't have any other options. And, you know, everybody will uh, go get Stefan Gilmore. Well, okay. I mean, you know, that that's great in the theory. What's that going to cost? How long does it take to get him through COVID protocols and all those? I mean, all those things notwithstanding. But like you said, I mean, you don't have Fulton. You don't have Adoree. I, I guess there's still hope that Adoree is going to be back this week, right? Because we're in the – this week will be the third week of that window, right? So if they don't right. act, if they don't activate him this week, he's done for the year, correct? No, actually, that is that's not true. And in, okay. in normal years, that would that would be the case. But but this year, uh, no, because remember the IR. He can just go back on IR. Uh, you know, again, he'd have to miss three games, um, okay. but he'd still be able to come back. Uh, the the other option they they would have is to activate him, even if he's not ready. If you thought he was going to be ready in less like than a, three games, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, there's 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 still hope, but. Uh, um, uh, anyway, continue what you were, what you were well, saying. Well, and, and I mean, so with Adoree, you know, he practiced all week last week, and then he practiced Wednesday and Thursday of this week, but didn't practice Friday. Now, I, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we know how Mike Vrabel is concerning injuries. I mean, he's not going to give us anything more than he absolutely has to. He said on Friday that it was a decision between, you know, the, the training staff and Adoree and all that stuff as to why he didn't practice. Listening to Mike Keith after the game, I mean, it didn't sound like it was necessarily a setback. So I guess there's still hope that he can be back next week. But, I mean, like you said, that that would help, obviously. And then yeah. you've got Adoree and Malcolm out there. You know, when, when you have two corners in there, you've still got to have Jonathan Joseph probably um, when you go into nickel. So I don't know. That, I mean, that's not going to be a cure-all, but that would certainly help. But it, it seems to me like it's going to have to be a combination of things, of the – rush getting better of the cover the the corners covering better and i just i don't know i I don't have i don't have a whole lot of optimism on how much better it's going to look even with him out there like i said it'll help certainly um Mm -hmm. and you know you can at least uh, because i mean you know malcolm butler he kind of is what he is right i mean he's good sometimes sometimes he kind of looks lost um but i mean he was good today but i mean pretty much right now they're lining up and if you look at those charts that you know the the data people put out i mean they're Mm -hmm. not the teams are not taking advantage of this defense over the top it's basically lining up and last week it was ty smith this week it was jonathan joseph you you look at who whoever they're lined up on and they throw to that guy and i mean it's not a it's not a long drop it's a quick thing get the guy get get the ball out and and they're making catches that way and so i i don't know I, i i'm just having trouble figuring out how that's going to be solved with what they currently have. Yeah, you're right. And and what it's doing too is it's uh, you know it's, it's taken away from the Titans' explosive offense uh, because other teams are keeping possession of the of the ball so often. I mean, today basically the possession split with 36 minutes for the Bengals uh, to 24 for the Titans. Um, you know, looking at the the various possessions, um, Cincinnati had had eight possessions. They 
scored on five of the five of them, and five of them they had drives of at least nine plays. So you know, I mean, in addition to the defense not getting on the field, it uh, prohibits the Titans' offense obviously from getting on the field, uh, and and then the Titans' offensive possessions, every single one becomes that much more meaningful. Um, you know, today, for instance, um, you know, they, they ran into trouble once when Ben Jones had a penalty. Uh, they missed a field goal, obviously. Uh, Goskowski missed another field goal, and they threw an interception in the red zone. You know, sometimes you can still overcome things like that, but when you only have limited amounts of possessions and, and, and every single possession becomes vital because you never know when you're going to get the ball back, um, it, it becomes that much more difficult for, for both sides of the ball. Do they have a three and out today? Uh, it looks like they had one four play drive. Four. The Bengals did four. Yeah, yeah. but that, I mean, four, you, that was yeah, you're not getting enough of those, obviously. Um, and like, yeah, like you said, I mean, it, it becomes a point where, and we know how efficient this offense has been. I mean, that's been the the calling card for Ryan Tannehill since he's taken over is how efficient he's been on offense. But <laughs> when you have to score every single possession. Um, right. It really becomes a problem, and you, you can't expect them to do that. And again, you know, you have hope in a game against the Bengals. The, the defense is not very good that they'll be able to do that. But when you face teams like last week with the Steelers, you know, the Ravens down the road, I mean, the Colts, their defense is, has been pretty good, at least at times. Um, you're, you're not going to be able to score on every possession. And so you've got to get stops. You have to get some quick stops. They haven't been able to do that. And again today, third down. Even third and long, it's not like – I mean, third and one, third and two, and, and you know, Mike Vrabel talked about this after the game. Um, th- those kind of things, you, you expect the team to convert. I mean, th- those are, you know, pretty easy. But you're seeing still with this team too many third and longs that, that they're just able to get, and there's no there's no pressure. Um, what would you say uh, before we started? I think Burrow got hit twice maybe, something like yeah. that. They didn't yeah. sack him at all. Um, you know, and that's just you—you you, you can't win the NFL doing that. No, and it's—it's—it's going to be an issue. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, I, I think the Titans were kind of—I um, uh, don't know what the phrase is, but uh, you know, existing on 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 borrowed time a little yeah. bit uh, during the uh, during the win streak, and you know, we all sort of uh, joked about it. Say, boy, at some point when the Titans' offense isn't scoring, you know, thirty-four points a game. Uh, there's going to be some problems here because the Titans don't really have a good defense. And, and you know, as you thought, the, the, surely the, the defense will come around, but uh, but it's not. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think uh, some other, you know, questions that have to be raised now, you know, you, you would think that maybe one of, of a Beasley, a Clowney, a Landry, would be doing okay sack-wise. We've talked about this before. You know, all of these guys, to, to at least some degree, have had success sacking the quarterback uh, in the in the past. So you start to wonder when none of them are doing it, nor, nor even getting close. You know, are, are we wondering about scheme? You know, should there be some things that are that are that are doing better to uh, to get these guys freed up? Because it seems a little unusual that all of them are coming up empty. And it's easy to say how oh, these guys are a bunch of uh, high-priced guys who are not getting the job done. And, you know, they're, they're certainly uh, open to criticism there. But it uh, makes you wonder. And, of course, the question is also raised, um, you know, obviously the Titans lost Dean Pease, their defensive coordinator. They don't have a defensive coordinator per se now. Shane Bowen is, is calling the plays. 
uh, with a lot of assistance from Mike Vrabel. Would it be better to have one in name uh, defensive coordinator? Mike Vrabel is asked that today. He doesn't feel that significant at all. Uh, but you know, you, you you know, you try to eliminate the variables when you're trying to figure out what exactly is going on with the Titans' defense, and then those are the questions that that pop up now. Yeah, it's certainly a fair question that was asked after the game. You know, would it be different if, if there was a defensive coordinator? You know, is it time to change the way that some of those things are are being done? And I mean, I do think it's a combination of all the things, right? I mean, the scheme is it's not good enough. I, I mean, I don't know what exactly you're supposed to change, but when you're when you're getting <laughs> victimized like they are as often as they are on these third and longs, on just drives in general, I, I think you have to look at everything. And and you know, like you said in your post that you wrote tonight for Broadway, it's like you know everybody wants to say, well, sit this guy down or do this or do that. And right. I, I don't think it's as simple as one thing. A Dory Jackson coming back. There's there's not one thing that's gonna that's going to fix what's going on. But you have to wonder, I mean, the the one year that Mike Vrabel was a defensive coordinator in, in Houston, the Texans were bad on defense. Now, they had a bunch yeah. of injuries. I mean, we, we've talked about all of that. But it it seems like history is repeating itself a little bit here. And, again, not, not putting all the blame on him because there's certainly plenty of blame to go around on this whole group. Mm-hmm. But I, I do hope that they are – willing to kind of step back and look at the whole picture to see what needs to change, not just, well, we get a Dory back, everything will be fine, or, you know, whatever. Clowney gets home, or, you know, Vic Beasley starts playing well, or, or whatever. They're going to need it all. And this is where it hurts, I think, a little bit, the bye week coming as early as it did, because it would yeah. be nice for them to have a bye week, you know, it, it, somewhere towards the middle here, so that you could take a week to kind of reevaluate the way things were going. They'll get a little bit of that after the the Colts game on Thursday night, you know, week after next. Um, you'll have a little bit of, of an extended break there, but it, it seems like it would really help to have that bye week to to kind of reevaluate things. But you know, with the COVID thing and and the way that all went down, they don't have that anymore. So. I don't know. I mean, it just, it just feels like they're really going to have to <laughs> kind of hunker down and see if, if there's four or five different things they can fix and not just focus on one thing. Yeah, and, and we've probably talked about this maybe last week or two, but, you know, this of all years when, when you're looking at the Titans' defense and, and all the changes we saw, you know, with the departure of, of Casey, of, of Logan Ryan, the departure of, of Dean Keyes and – uh, you know, Kerry Combs and, and uh, Carol McKenzie, the inside linebackers coach, you know, if there was ever a year that you wanted a full off-season, OTAs, you know, mini camps, uh, even preseason games, uh, you know, you've got a new play caller, obviously, and Shane Bowen, too. This would have been the year you would want, you'd really emphasize, hey, we've got, we've got to make sure everything is going well here in the off-season because we've got so many changes from last year. And unfortunately for the Titans, this is the one year where there have been huge interruptions, not only during the off season, but but during this season uh, as well. So tough, uh, tough spot uh, to uh, to be in for the Titans and, and for the defense. But Jimmy, I think we should also not, as as long as we're in the uh, the mood for uh, uh, beating up uh, various units of the uh, the Titans. We should not forget uh, that the special teams had another yeah. not so banner day. Uh, today as well, um, you know, and, and the last two weeks now, there have been some just glaring uh, screw-ups on the on the part of the uh, of the special teams. Um, you know, four or five last week, 
And then this week you, you see a, um, you know, a long field goal that was missed. Um, you see Bo Brinkley with a, a second errant snap in as many weeks, which is unthinkable because he was, you know, you, you never heard the guy's name before. He was, he was virtually perfect all the time. Uh, um, you know, and they give up another, another big kick return uh, there as well. So that's another unit. You know, if the defense wasn't struggling as badly as it was, we'd probably be more focused on the struggles of the special teams. Uh, that's you know that's uh, that's got to come around as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get the touchdown to cut it to twenty four fourteen. Titans kick off, and then you get a, a forty nine yard kick return. And again, it, it, you oversimplify things when you say, okay, well, the special teams got special team coordinators got to go, right? It, it's right. never that simple. I mean, you know, if you go back and look at that kick return, I mean, I'm sure that's what the, they're doing probably right now, or at least they'll be doing tomorrow. Um, I, I'm sure guys were out of position, that kind of stuff. But you can't have those types of things happen, and especially with as poorly as the defense is playing, you, you can't miss kicks, you can't have bad snaps. And like you said, they've had those things the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, and, and listen, Goskowski misses another one today and has missed, I guess his, he's missed more than anybody else in the NFL to this point. Yeah. And, and it makes it worse when you watch Ryan Suckup kicking so well for the Buccaneers, you see Santos today. Uh, he, he he makes the the kick that sends it overtime in, in the in the Bears Saints game. You know it was a I think a 51 yard field goal. He makes it. The Saints called timeout, so they have to snap it again. He makes it again. You know, and you remember him last year in Buffalo missing all those kicks, and so it's just kind of salt in the wound, so to speak, on on those types of things. But yeah, I mean, it's not again. Whenever you're whenever things start to go poorly as they have for the Titans, it's generally not just one thing. And like you said, if you can, you cut it to 24-14, if you can pin them deep, maybe you can get a stop, make them punt, um, and, and then you've got a little bit of life. But when you get up that long, that, that long kick return, it just kind of takes the wind out of the sails. You know, the Bengals obviously go and score there. And then at that point, you really feel like the game's over. I mean, again, you yeah. don't turn it off because of, of how good this offense has been at times, of, of how efficient Ryan Tannehill has been, especially in late-game situations. But it, it, it's just tough when you finally feel like you have some momentum going your way, and then something like that happens, it just really deflates it. So there's, there's obviously a lot of things, a lot of things that they're going to need to fix and, and a lot of, you know, kind of back-to-the-drawing-board type type of deals they're going to have to go to. And again, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know that there's one easy fix. Um, you know, a lot was made of Kevin Byard kind of made the comment after the game about the defense not being coordinated. And I don't, I don't know that he meant that as a shot at, at a coordinator. I think he was just speaking in general no. on, you know, just things, you know, just people missing assignments and that type of stuff. Um, but it, it's, it's going to take everybody. And, it, and like you said, it's not just the defense, it's special teams as well. The offense struggled at, at times too today. So, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of stuff that, that needs to go on there. Um, do you think, you know, kind of transitioning to the offense, um, they, they were better, obviously, late in the game. Um, you know, they scored 13 points in the fourth quarter after, you know, just scoring seven points before that. But it seemed like, I don't know, they just weren't a- really able to get into a rhythm earlier in the game. I mean, Tannehill had the pick in the end zone um, early that, that kind of, obviously, I mean, that hurts when you're, when you're down there and you have a chance to get points. And they've been so good in those situations that it's kind of shocking to see that. But 
you know, there was so much talk about Arthur, Arthur Smith through the first four or five games. Um, you know, he's going to be a head coach. This is his last season here. Enjoy it while it's here. It, it, it kind of feels like that that talk is going to subside at least for a couple of weeks just with everything else that's going on around this team. That's certainly possible. Yeah, it, it was it was a weird kind of day for the Titans offense, I thought, because you know, it wasn't as if they were going three and out, three and out, three and out. In fact, they never went went three and out. Every drive for them was at least six plays outside of the, the very last one, which was one play, and then the clock expired. But they moved the ball pretty well, but they fizzled too often as they, as they got closer, uh, you know, to the, to the Bengals' red zone. Um, you know, so Ryan Tannehill, you know, throws an interception on, on a, you know, just a terrible decision. Um, you know, if that, if you can pull that one back somehow, um, you know, the Titans offense looks a, uh, looks a whole lot smoother. Uh, I think at that point, and that's such a rarity. We, we just haven't seen the Titans fizzle in the red zone or in goal to go. And we haven't seen Ryan Tannehill throw very many interceptions at all. So that was a real outlier, I thought, but you know, there, there were some other things that held them back, um, that, that Ben Jones holding penalty. Um, on a drive, I want to say third quarter may have been actually second. I'm not certain right offhand. Um, but you know they had a, they had a second and twelve in the in the Bengals or excuse me second and two in the Bengals territory. Derrick Henry runs for a first down. It looks like things are moving again towards the end zone, and then that hold is called, uh, and they can't get out of that. They have a second and twelve incomplete or a, a no gain and a third and twelve incompletion. So you know I, I still think. For the most part, you know, the Titans offense was doing pretty well. The running game, my goodness, you know, Derrick Henry had, had another good game. And both McNichols and Deontay Foreman, uh, who we hadn't seen before, I thought they both ran very well also. Uh, Corey Davis had a, had a great day, I think the second best day of his career in terms of yardage. So there were some good things to say about the offense. Um, just didn't have that finish that, that we usually – associate you know that that kind of clinical approach to the to the red zone or, or finishing drives that that we're used to um, used to seeing from uh, from Ryan Tannehill on the offense well yeah and if you had told us before the game I mean the the rushing line total 29 yeah. carries 218 yards that's seven and a half yards a carry you know if, if, if mm-hmm. you if you give me that number before the game well Titans win easily that, that's what you would think there and you know we, we've seen a lot of games where Derrick Henry kind of you know it's two yards, three yards, four yards, yeah. and then he busts off a long one. And, and so his his average kind of looks better than it was if you watch the game. But that wasn't even really the case today. I mean, he ran well all day. You know, he ends with 18 carries for 112 yards, 6.2 yards a carry on, on a long of 21. So there's not this, you know, huge run in there to kind of offset those things. So, yeah, I mean, you would think if you, if you get that, if you get eight for 128 from Corey Davis – and like you said, I mean, Corey Davis made that, – that touchdown catch was fantastic. Um, you know, yeah. getting, getting those feet down there. Um, it blew my mind. The guy that was standing right there called it incomplete, and the guy had to come up the field a little bit to call it a touchdown. <laughs> it was, you know, that was the right call. But, yeah, I mean, they the, the offense, by and large, is not the problem. I mean, we, we know that. Yeah. Uh, they, they've been good. Not as good. I mean, you know, they only got 20 points today. Like you said, that's more of a of a deal of not being able to finish of not being able to, to punch things in when you get those things. And it's just – we're just not used to seeing that from this group. We're, we're used to them when they get down there, they make the plays they need to make, get a touchdown, or at least, you know, have a field goal, field goal attempt. 
but it just it, it's been stalling out so far. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it, it's weird. Like I said, when you look at the the offensive line, or, I mean, not the offensive line, but the 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 stat line. Um, it's not something that if you if you showed us before the game, if you say they're going to get what you know almost 500 yards of, of total offense, 450 yards of total offense, you, you would feel mm-hmm. pretty good about that. But they just and, and I mean it's tough, right? Because they they have to be perfect with the way the Stevens is playing right now. They they have to. You almost feel like they have to get a touchdown on every drive to have a yeah. chance. And then especially when you're down, um, you know, when you're down 17 to seven at halftime, you, you kind of know what the second half is going to have to look like. And they're just not able to get it done. And I don't know. I mean, it's tough because we're we're not used to we're not used to it being like this, right? When the Titans have have struggled before, it's been the offense can't do anything. <laughs> the defense has been good. You, you have the the inverse of that now. But I don't know. They, they, the defense is going to have to put up some form of resistance or – I mean, this team's still going to be good. They're still going to be able to, to beat – well, <laughs> they didn't beat a bad team today. But for the most part, you feel like they're going to be able to win against bad teams. But they're, they're going to have – something has to change for them to be the team that we hope they were, especially early in the season. I mean, you're talking about possibly, you know, a, an AFC contender – and right now, it feels like they may have to hold on just to win the division. Right. Yeah. And and you know, I think when it, when it comes to the defense, I think you know this defense doesn't have to as as so many Titans defenses had in the past. They don't have to carry this team. They don't have to be great. Um, you know, uh, they can be. Uh, um, you know, you hear so often uh, reference to a quarterback being a game manager. Well, well this defense can kind of be if they're a game manager. Uh, and let the offense carry things, they'll be fine. You know, if, if they can just get off the field, if they can be a middle-of-the-road defense, they'll, they'll be okay. Um, or, or, you know, if they at least produce some turnovers uh, from time to time, as, as, as they've done a pretty good job of doing for the most part, you know, three interceptions last week against Pittsburgh, that'll, that'll work some of the time, too, because that at least, uh, you know, turns away drives. But, you know, to, to have these, like I said earlier, you know, five drives for Cincinnati were at least nine plays. Uh, you, you just you just can't leave the field. And, and it, it's not doing anything for the defense either when you're on the field that often and playing that, that many snaps. You're not going to be at your best, you know, when, when it comes to the fourth quarter either. And if you're hoping for fresh pass rushers to get after the quarterback in the, in the, in the fourth quarter when things, uh, you know, really get, uh, get critical – you're not necessarily going to have them when these guys have been playing or when they've been playing so many snaps through the first three quarters. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you said, I mean, just give us a, a middle-of-the-road type performance from this group, and things will look different. They'll, they'll be better. But they, <laughs> we keep thinking they, they can get to that, certainly, right? And it just hasn't played out. Um, Derek Roberson inactive again today. Is that surprising to you? I mean, he was a guy that at least, you know, down the stretch last year made some plays, had a couple of sacks, I think, in the New Orleans game against Drew Brees. And th- for whatever reason, they're content with having three outside linebackers active every week. Does it surprise you at all that Roberson continues to be inactive? Well, I think this week, um, I, I believe it was illness related um i think he was out of of practice this week um due to illness so it wasn't wasn't necessarily surprising that that he was a scratch i i get the sense that they would like to use him a little bit more 
you know, if and when he gets healthy. But it seems like he's had a couple of spells. You know, he's never been on the COVID-19 reserve list, but there have been at least a couple of spells this year where he's had to deal with an illness, um, you know, that hasn't been, hasn't been named uh, in, in particular. But uh, so he's had some issues there, which I imagine probably works into into conditioning and, and being in, in peak shape as well. So it's a little bit of a mystery um, for Derek Roberson, but I do get the sense, you know, that, that if he's healthy, that they, they think he's been coming along in general. Um, and, and again, you know, nobody's expecting 20, 25 snaps from Derek Roberson, but if he can give eight to 10 to 12 snaps a game and, and give some of those other guys a breather, I, I think it's certainly worth, uh, using him, you know, um, can't, uh, can't hurt at this point. And, and, uh, you know, he did, did flash pretty well towards the end of last year and and uh you know you, you hate to say it but uh uh you know at this point in terms of sex uh from the edge guys he, he can't be any worse unfortunately um you know again uh, you, you hate to say it but but uh, just clowny with zero sacks beasley zero sacks and landry with one and a half so you know why not give roberson a shot for a uh, for a few plays yeah, especially when, I mean, there was conversation, I think it was this offseason, maybe it was last offseason, about how they wanted to, with Landry in particular, you know, if you could play him fewer snaps, he would be more effective. And they just haven't been able to do that because of, you know, numbers of, of bodies being active at this point. So maybe that helps, maybe if he can get up to speed as far as that's concerned. You know, it's funny, I mean, with all the talk about Taylor Lewan being out, and, you know, obviously that's a a big problem um, when I mean, you can't replace a guy of, of his capacity, but we're not talking about Ty Sambrello being the, the problem today. You know, I mean, he, right. he's held up well in his, as long as in his first couple of starts. So, I mean, that, that's not been the issue. So it's just, you know, hopefully they can figure something out there. I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes as, as we go along here, but so the trade deadline is Tuesday, um, November 3rd. Do you expect – I mean, at this point, you feel like they have to do something because you have to feel like that the Titans are in – you know, teams have windows, right, that they can win in. Yeah. And they're obviously – with the, the contract they gave Ryan Tannehill, the contract they gave Derrick Henry, they feel like these next couple of years are that window with this group. And so it feels like they, they need to do something to bring somebody in to help Again, I don't. I don't think it's going to be Stephon Gilmore. Um, and you mentioned in your article uh, a couple of the guys that that Mike had mentioned on Twitter of guys that are you know kind of that next tier that could come in and help. But do you expect to see them make any move as we head up to the deadline here? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. John Robinson, uh, you know, hasn't made any any deadline moves over the years here, and and you know, frankly, in general, the NFL, it's not a huge trading market uh, around the trade deadline. It's not like, you know, uh, hockey or, or, or baseball or, or, you know, some of the other sports uh, that, that really get active. Um, you know, so be- but before I was kind of thinking, uh, you know, maybe it'd be nice for the Titans to, to make a trade at the deadline. You know, maybe that'd be a nice luxury to have. Maybe, you know, add some depth to tackle or add some depth at corner. Now I'm starting to wonder if, if making some kind of a deal, especially, you know, for the quarterback position is more of a necessity than, than it is a, a luxury, you know, I, I mean, sure. They're going to get a Dory Jackson back at, at some point and, and Christian Fulton back, but boy, um, 
you know, if you want to uh, make a change, I, I think, you know, I think some new personnel is, is probably necessary uh, at this point. And if you don't want to, I won't say waste a really good offense, but, you know, you've got a chance with this offense to uh, to, to really make some waves. And, and if you just want to, you know, uh, again, get a, get a decent, get an average middle-of-the-road defense out there, Combined with that offense, I think you could really go some places. So we'll we'll see. It's coming up Tuesday, and uh, I, I think the Titans I think the Titans would do well to uh, to find uh, you know some depth at that corner spot, some speed if they can if they can find it at all. Yeah, and it feels like they need to just get a serviceable corner in here that they can yeah. come in and can can give them meaningful snaps. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And then that, now you're in a little bit of a tough spot where you might have to overpay even a little bit for that guy, because it's obvious how desperate you are for something like that. And we saw, you know, they brought in Tremaine Brock late last year. I mean, he was cut by the Cardinals, so that wasn't a it wasn't a trade deadline deal, but a guy that had some success as an NFL corner uh, that came available late in the year, and they were able to bring him in, and he wasn't great. But, you know, he gave you a, at least a little bit of something, a guy that wasn't yeah. an absolute liability out there. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, I would assume that, you know, John Robinson is looking at all those guys and, and calling around and, figure, and, you know, seeing what he can get to at least help this team. Because, like you said, you, you've got an offense that's really, really good and an offense that, if they have a serviceable defense, can make some noise in this league. But as it stands right now i just I, I don't see how and again we we should have we probably should have paid more attention to it in those early games um you you got bailed out with those late you know those, those late fourth quarter drives and that kind of stuff um we we felt a little bit more confident maybe than we should have with their ability to continue to do that and again maybe overthinking what would happen when certain guys were ready to play more or guys were healthy and that kind of stuff. But it goes back to, I mean, it sticks out to me, one of the things Dave McGinnis said um, early on, you know, that injuries happen in this league and you've got to be able to win with the guys that you have. And they just, they haven't figured out a way to do that at this point. And again, it, it, it's always tougher when you have multiple injuries at one spot. I mean, everybody has injuries and if, you, if they're spread out across three or four positions, it's not as big of a deal as when you talk about, you know, the guys that they were expecting, or at least that we were expecting coming in. You, you thought your three corners were going to be Adoree, Malcolm Butler, Christian Fulton. And now, I mean, best case scenario, you, you get Adoree back next week. You've got at least two more games without Christian Fulton. Um, you know, they're not going to have that group available at least for the next couple of weeks. But they, they got to figure out something because this offense is good. It is good enough to make some noise in a playoff run, but they got to figure out something that they can hold them over at least till they get those guys back. Yeah, it's broke. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about it right now. And if this was a if this is a one week problem, or if you know we saw this problem, hey, in maybe weeks three and six and seven or, or something along those lines, you know, we might think otherwise, but. Uh, this, you know, the, the third down business and, and the red zone defense has just been going on too consistently and too long to, to think, um, you know, you can just do the, the same thing and, and hope it gets better. So, you know, I, I, I can't figure out, you know, how uh, a foursome of, of Clowney, Beasley, Simmons, Landry doesn't get after the passer from time to time. I, I can't figure out how, 
you know, the Titans are giving up about 50% of third downs on third and nine or more. I, you know, it's, it's just, it's uh, it's a little bit mind boggling, but, uh, uh, have to make some changes. Maybe, maybe fortunately enough, uh, they've got, uh, you know, the, the Chicago bears and, the the vaunted Nick Foles coming in. So not necessarily, uh, at this point in his career, he doesn't seem to be doing a whole lot of carving, uh, of opposing offenses. Uh, so maybe they'll get a breather here, but then of course, uh, you know, within a few weeks after that, they've got, uh, you know, two games in, in, uh, in three weeks against the Colts. So certainly have to get some, uh, uh, you know, changes made by then. Yeah. And it sucks because like you said, I mean, you feel like, okay, Nick Foles, that bears offense, they're going to be able to do some stuff against them, but we were having a similar conversation late in the week this week with the Bengals, right? With, with them missing all those offensive linemen and, you know, this is a get right spot. You know, I mean, I said it multiple times this week. If they can't get right this week, it's not going to happen. <laughs> they didn't get right this week, and so I, I don't, I don't know what kind of faith we have that they'll be able to figure something out. But you know, again, these are conversations that at five and two are a whole lot easier to have than at two and five or you know three, whatever it is. I mean, there are certainly worse spots that they could be in, worse spots that they've been in in the past, even when you felt like they had good teams, but. It just it's it's gonna feel like a, a real waste of an offense if they can't get at least serviceable on defense and, and make something happen with this team because the the AFC South feels like it's ripe for the picking, um, maybe more so than it's even been in the last couple of years. And I don't know, they're just we've it just feels like they're they're gonna squander that opportunity if they don't figure something out. Um, anything else today from today in particular we need to hit on? I think we've hit on these guys enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we've done enough pounding for one day. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, again, good things at, at five and two, and you're still in a yeah. position where if you control your own destiny, even in the division sure. playoff race and all that stuff. I mean, that's that's a different conversation than we've been having a lot of times. You know, even at this point in the season, but especially late in the season. So, if they can figure a couple of things out, you you still feel like they can kind of get back on track. But also, it can't just be well. We got to play better. We got to coach better. It, you know, all that stuff kind of starts to run out once you see similar issues happening over and over, week in and week out. So, you know, right. we'll we'll be keeping track of all of it, and obviously, we hope that they can get something done that can at least you know help in coverage. I don't think you're going to see you know there's there's not a a pass rusher on the market that's, that's going to come in here and make a big impact. But if you can get a guy or two that can they can come in and cover, being you know Adoree coming back and maybe they add somebody, that could at least put them you know in a position where they can you know, continue to to be good on offense, be good enough on defense that they can make a no, make some noise. So we'll track all of that this week, obviously on BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Um, check that out again. We'll have the the answers on what all went wrong and hopefully some thoughts on how they can get back on track. Like you said, they they got the Bears this week, so it's not a vaunted offense coming. So at least you you've got that a little bit. But you've got that Thursday night showdown with the Colts coming up. And like you said, the Colts twice in three weeks. Um, you're you're going to need to le- to win at least one of those to feel like you're going to be in a good position to win this division. So, like I said, we'll we'll be tracking all of that as it goes. John, thanks so much as always for joining me. Sure, thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely. So again, broadwaysportsmedia.com. Check that out. Uh, we'll have all, all of the, the news and analysis that you need uh, from this game and heading into the Bears game. You can follow us on Twitter. John is at Glennon Sports. I'm at Jay Morris MCM. 
Home Run Throwback is the podcast. Uh, that's what you need to search on wherever you get your podcast. You'll get that, as well as Titans in 10, which I do a couple times a week, kind of breaking down the daily news. So for John Glennon, this is Jimmy Morris saying thanks so much for listening to Home Run Throwback, and we will talk to you again next week. Brought to you by Broadway Sports Media.